0: Welcome to the St Albans Podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the city and district of St Albans.
1: Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans Podcast with me, Danny Smith, and joining me on the show this time around, we have Anna from OVO. Now that's not the energy company, that's the theatre company, isn't it? Just to make that clear.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. So, so right. okay, I'll put away my bills and my, um, <laughs> my questions about that. Um, but thankfully, I know a little bit about what you are here to talk about, which that was a really poor joke but you're here because uh, the uh, the roman theater open air festival is starting imminently and the the first show of a three-month program is romeo and juliet which you know a little bit about don't you
2: i do i do on account of playing the nurse
1: right so um well let's let's go back a little bit before we come on to that play specifically so Um, OVO, uh, a local theatre group that have recently celebrated uh, an anniversary, is that right?
2: Uh, Yes, it is our 20-year anniversary um, just coming up.
1: Okay, I should have remembered that more so because David Widowson was recently on here talking about it, so yes, you'd you'd, you'd think I'd have remembered that, but anyway... So you've got that anniversary coming up and um, the Open Air Festival. Now, this has evolved over the years, hasn't it? It started from, am I right in thinking, one show that was a couple of nights and now it's, it's like it feels like it's about 18 months of, of activity.
2: That's right. We started in 2014 with three nights of Boudicca at Verulamium. Um, and we had nothing in the Roman Theatre. The Roman Theatre is a beautiful 2,000-year-old amphitheatre. It's on the outskirts of St. Albans on the edge of the Gorenbury Estate, um, just sort of over the road from the Verulamium Museum. And... Um, and it's um we had nothing in there to begin with we we were walking around we literally had to put some fabric down on the gravel so that our footsteps wouldn't crunch too much we had no mics we had we had some very limited lighting and a small generator and um, so from where we were in 2014 it's now grown to um three months of festival um we've got five or six in-house productions we've got loads of visiting productions and um, we've got a fully built um permanent stage in there now permanent wooden stage we've got um a bar we've got all sorts of infrastructure in there now and it is a really incredibly beautiful venue and we are now the oldest professional producing theatre in the world which is quite a, a magnificent leap from where we started as a small amateur company putting on a couple of nights of theatre we are now um Quite a destination, um, which we 're really really proud of okay
1: now um, those who've been uh, to to the festival in the past and have seen some of your other shows it's quite an experience isn't it talk talk us through the
2: experience for someone who perhaps hasn't been before but maybe thinking oh maybe i'll give it a try it's just it's just an extraordinarily beautiful venue it's you know it's two thousand years old and it's surrounded by you know a meadow and fields and trees and you can sit in these ancient ruins that were used literally 2,000 years ago and you can do that quintessentially british thing that we all love of having an aperol spritz or a beer and a picnic and then watching some classic english entertainment you know and in our lineup this year we've got romeo and juliet we've got the shakespeare we've got we've got some noel cowd we've got private lives we've got um the railway children you know we've got things for all ages there's a Mm. whole so if there will be something in the program that you will love and you can go and do that lovely english summer evening thing and there is nowhere more beautiful on a summer's evening evening
1: okay uh, so um so lots of different things on offer to cater for all tastes uh for young and old and, and and those in between as well uh but um tell us more specifically about romeo and juliet because that that's that's the one that's kicking things off isn't it
2: yes and romeo and juliet was ovo's first ever production 20 years ago um, and that's why it's been chosen this year to um to be the first of Aryan house productions in the festival so it's directed by steph allison and amy connery who are an absolute powerhouse duo of female directors they are um incredibly movement-led um, and they're really clever at using movement to storytell. And we're also really lucky. We've got Felipe Pacheco, who's a frantic assembly practitioner. Some people might remember him as our Peter Pan from a couple of years ago. Um, and he's been in working on all the fights. The fight sequences are amazing. There's lifts and there's people flipping about the stage. We, we've got some extraordinary young performers. Um, so it's a very um, it's a very vibrant, kind of bold, unique take. Also, there's the setting. So it's set in um, Belfast in 1990 um, just um, after the Good Friday Agreement was signed um, and that's been chosen and um, Amy one of the directors uh, grew up in Belfast um, and she wanted to sort of explore that heritage um, and to pick a time um, where you can focus on how easy it is for society to find peace after decades of conflict um, and how peace is only permitting as long as both sides permit it so it's yeah. a kind of it's quite an apt setting for Romeo and Juliet although we, we have we've had to be very very careful um in how sensitively we handle it um and we have taken lots of advice from from people that we know um and who have who have lived in northern ireland and who've experienced that mm. to make sure that we're handling everything sensitively
1: yeah i guess you've got to be extra careful because this is also as much as that's set 25 years ago that's also something that's still going to be raw for people there there are still Absolutely, ongoing yeah. issues and and, and yes it, so it, it does have to be handled carefully now your your productions are often known as well for for bringing a very much a, a musical element to, to Shakespeare and
2: and uh, are you doing the same this time. We are yeah we've got uh, we've got Tom Cagnoni, who's our regular musical director, um, and we've got um, so we've got a live band with um, guitar and violin. We've got um, a couple of our cast members joining in on that as well, um, and we've got a really nice mix. We've got some Irish folk and we've got um, oh we've got some Waterboys and some Pogues and we've even got some D Ream. <laughs> um, so it's a really nice musically
1: okay well i i wasn't aware d reamer particularly irish but uh, maybe i've got that wrong. <laughs> uh, you got to have a bit of like van morrison or the cause surely
2: uh i know oh i don't know if we have i'm trying to think i don't think we have um. oh we have <laughs> No, we have. I'm sorry. I, I'm singing Nancy Griffiths, so I don't. Right.
1: <laughs> no, it does say on here. Yeah, uh, I was trying to mouth that to you then, but I'm really was, sorry. No, it didn't work. Don't worry. <laughs> the the illusion has been well and truly shattered on the show a long time ago. Uh, okay so so traditional Shakespeare um, fans aficionados will still recognize this as being you know Shakespeare's Roleo and Juliet oh
2: absolutely I mean the the text is unchanged although obviously it's it's trimmed because when you're doing outdoor theatre you you really can't go over an hour per half Um, there's a saying in outdoor theatre that you lose um, an ounce of goodwill from the audience for every minute you go past 10 o'clock so um, it is, it's cut down, but it is it is the text you know that, that we all know and love well. I mean, I'm saying that as a complete Shakespeare nerd. But.
1: Well, there you go. Then you're, you're, you're perfectly suited to be able to speak to that because I know that there are those who, who think Shakespeare is boring and I know that there are those who oh, think it is not. sacrilegious when you change its setting or you do anything to its oh, script. But
2: no, it's the reason Shakespeare has survived for 400 years and more is because it's fluid and it's changing and you can take it and you can put it anywhere and, and it means the same as it did four hundred years ago with with the same human beings, with the same feelings and the same emotions, and you can the beauty of Shakespeare is you can take it and you can put it anywhere. And the thing about I mean this is my third time playing the nurse. And the beautiful thing about Shakespeare is you can return and return and return to it. And there is always something new to mine in the text and a new angle to find. And, and you know, that's that's what's so wonderful. And that's why it's it still lives after all this time.
1: Okay. Now, um, if people are thinking, you know what, I've never been to outdoor theatre before, but that Anna sounds like she knows what she's talking about. I'm going to come <laughs> along. They might have a concern. Yeah, but what if it rains? You know, what if what if know, it's unlikely to snow in, in August or whenever this is, June or July. But nonetheless, um, you know, people might be concerned about like does it happen throughout all conditions
2: so we will carry on whatever the weather um just to give you some context i mean I, this is my 11th or 12th roman theater production um i've probably done about 150 performances in the roman theater um and in all of that time i've only ever had two shows cancelled one of them was a full electrical storm with torrential rain where it became unsafe because you can't send people in radio mics out on a metal stage when there's actual thunder and lightning um, and the other one was um at christmas when it snowed and we had a wonderful run of christmas carol in in very very thick beautiful picturesque snow it was that dry powdery snow um so it was quite safe to move around in Um, and then the night that the weather started to warm up and the snow started to melt it became very slippery and dangerous to move around the site so it's only if there's an actual danger and it's very few and far between i mean in the last 12 months alone i've been out in and performed in rain in 38 degree heat and in snow and we carry on you know
1: what's the worst to perform in heat heat Heat. Heat.
2: rain is all right with rain you get um this thing so once you've accepted that you're wet you just carry on you just exist in a state of wetness and it's fine you carry on and you get this this incredible atmosphere in a rainy show because the audience do this you get this british wartime spirit thing where they you get these great waves of support from them because they're so thrilled that you're sort of carrying on in adverse conditions and equally we're so delighted that they've stayed and we're all doing that british thing together saying it's it's raining but we're British, and we're jolly well going to enjoy it, you know. What, what, um, and, and do you have any kind of cover on the stage? Do, do, do no, you have any protection? So, nothing, nothing at all. No, we just carry you just wow. carry on. I had a great rainy show last year as Lady Bracknell. Um, when it turned out after the show, it had rained all the way through. It turned out at the end that for the whole of act three, an enormous snail had been slowly making its way around my skirt, <laughs> upstaged by a snail. I was livid, Danny. That's <laughs> the- <laughs>
1: I, can, I won't ask her the fate of the snail, but uh, okay. Well, that sounds pretty horrific. Uh, what, what is it like backstage when you're doing outdoor theatre? I mean, do, do you have sort of porter cabins that are your dressing rooms, or are you all just hiding behind a bit of um, I don't know, like a big bush or something? Or well, what?
2: in the, in the old days, originally it was a bush, then it was a then it was a tent, and now um, we have a beautiful performer woodland village that the um, the enchanting Simon Nicholas, who builds all of our sets and stages and designs at all um with his band of um magnificent um helpers he's built this um you know those um wooden chalets if you go to a christmas market they're oh, a yeah. bit like that so we've got a collection of little wooden chalets in the woods together oh, you love change like, no it's really posh now we've got yeah. our own portal we do have posh loos now at the roman theater yeah. as well
1: you see I, I i i admired you more so when you had a screen in a bucket <laughs> <laughs> how, how soft <laughs> No, that, that's. I mean, you know, I, I, I guess because there, there are going to be times where you're going to be waiting around off stage for quite a while, and, and yeah. then yeah, yes. Yeah, so no, I we've even
2: got like electricity into lights and places to plug things in brilliant
1: oh it's so soft <laughs> so soft <laughs> anyway Romeo and Juliet is the is, is the first uh show from the uh, the Roman Theatre Open Air Festival and the the performances are they're sort of scattered aren't they they the beginning of June then the beginning of July and then the end of July aren't they yes
2: because so we're, so we're going down to and Lacey as well um in where? Surrey. Polesden oh. Lacey it's a National Trust place in Surrey so we're touring a couple of our productions down there as well but yes we're in the Roman Theatre for a week at the beginning of June and then a little bit 10th and 11th of july and then back again at the end of july
1: okay yeah so the dates are, and all the dates by the way are in the episode notes uh, right now and also uh they're on our website AlbansPodcast but it's uh, the 5th to the 10th of june and then 10th to 11th of july and the 26th to the 29th of july so you've got three opportunities there to to see the show uh but if you want to book tickets and find out more is that all via your website
2: Uh, yeah ovo.org.uk you can find all the info for Romeo and Juliet and indeed all of our other shows
1: okay Mm. and the outside ones as well that are coming in. I guess all of that you you can book and sort out through that website
2: yeah it's all on the website okay
1: the link to that again is in the description of this episode right now so that's uh, the ovo.org.uk you can get to that from the show notes and from our website st Uh, Anna thank you very much for coming in it's been a delight to have you here Welcome. Uh, wish you all the best and you and and everyone involved all the cast and crew wish you all the best for the whole of the festival and uh, I'm I've got a feeling we might be hearing from some other people from other shows as well uh, finding out about those as as the weeks and months go on but but anyway Anna from Ovo thank you very much Thank you. And that concludes another edition of the St. Albans Podcast. Uh, you can find out more about us on social media. We are on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are at St. Albans Podcast and on our website at stalbanspodcast.com. Uh, later this week, we have the film guide with uh, Sam. She will be looking at new releases in the cinema and also the uh, best on free to air TV and more besides. Uh, but do find out more about our other shows on the St. Albans Podcast Network from our website, stalbanspodcast.com. See ya.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice. This will help us reach more listeners. Join us, the St Albans Podcast, next Wednesday for more news, views and reviews. In the meantime, commit no nuisance. Produced by Samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with The Hearts Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.